Hey, this is Bruce Boudreaux, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. Everybody and welcome back to episode 162 of Empty Betters. I'm your host Harrison Scholes. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host Nick Manella. What's going on, my friend? What's going on, dude? Uh, wellness check on you. Got some uh, football-related news today that I don't think you would be too happy about. How are you doing? Mm, yeah, mm, I'm doing all right. Uh, as good as you can be when you are a Baltimore Ravens fan this day and age. Uh, you know what? We're not going to talk about today. We just interviewed our good friend Stephen Baker. I like it. Uh, definitely a big kudos and thank you to him for coming on the show. That interview will be in the middle of the podcast, but we just talked about the L word that shall not be named. And uh, yeah, he gave some thoughts on that. I gave some thoughts on that. I've had some emotional swings today. I even had my human resources department reach out to me. So um, things are going great. Wow. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a hell of a roller coaster today. So, um, thou shall not be named. We're gonna stick with that for the rest of time. I like uh, Mac. It. All right, now we're gonna toss it off to our other co-host over in Wisco, Mac Vogel. What's going on, my friend? Not much, you know, just living large. There's still <clears throat> snow on the ground out here, so uh, just Oof. hoping that I can be on a beach sooner rather than later in the state of Wisconsin. But yeah, it's not looking like that's happening too soon. So. I'm definitely like with you on the beach thing though. Lately, I've been like, like here, look, I like I was drinking Land Shark. Um, yep. Like, I there's keep... something there's something about the spring where it's just like, yeah. I it's such a tease. It's like, oh, you're right here. Like, oh, I just want the summer. So, and I man. know that like, like Maryland's gonna get at least two more snowfalls before. Oh yeah, no, we're not done. We're definitely yeah. not done. God damn it, Nick. You had to say that because I've been thinking in the back of my head, but I'm I'm praying to God. You know, you get Masters weekend coming up, and yep. it's like, that's when you hope that everything turns your way, but yeah, funny feeling. So mm-hmm. stay tuned. But uh, yeah, as mentioned, Stephen Baker, he's our interview guest. You will find that interview in the middle of the episode. Um, we got some league news we'll talk about, a great State of the Union that I am so excited for at the end of the show. Uh, and uh, yeah. So for the QOTD, I will toss it off to Mac. All right. So we're going to get in and out this time, right? Real simple, real quick. Bing, bang, boom. Which state shape, which state shape would make the best couch? Wow. That's a great question, actually. Oh, man. That's a great question. Um, Am I allowed to turn the state into a different, like, position or is it as it appears on the um, map of the united states you can uh you can move it to face your tv okay can i like turn it upside down no you can okay. only like you can rotate only, like, it rotate pivot. it yeah gotcha. right yeah. okay wow what a question you can't That's like flip creative. the like you can't like mirror it you know what i mean okay. like are you sober when you think of these <laughs> i i literally almost every time think of it about somewhere between 30 seconds and two minutes before i say it <laughs> this Incredible. one was closer to about two minutes before but okay <laughs> okay thank you for the uh oh the man all right let's i start... have an obvious i think there's an obvious answer here is it I nebraska think there is a... 
See, the obvious answer feels like it should be California, right? It's a long ass, like just couch. And it's got like a little like indent. So you can kind of like semi-circle like a, it in front of your TV. It's like a sectional yep. that's been like bent out a little bit. Right, right. Okay. Exactly. But then there's like Florida or like Idaho where you're like, that's kind of cool. Cause Idaho one has one of those like seats with the footrest on it. And then it just has oh, yeah. normal seats on the other side. I mean, I feel like Florida is a great L section option, yep. but I hear you. That's with a good the California one. take. Yeah. I'm I feel like to... a, a bean bag, like one of those like giant, like love sack mm-hmm. ones. It's like the size or shape of Texas could be cool. Yeah. I feel like West Virginia ends up being a bean bag, basically. Okay. But just like a big sack. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I'm looking at the map here. Uh, what else? I, I feel like the coast. The coasts get a little bias here because you get the water formation. Um, I think that let's see here. North Carolina could be all right. Louisiana kind of looks like a booster seat. (laughs) That yeah. 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 That it does. I feel like I feel like maybe Minnesota could could be a little comfortable. It's got like a little it's got like a little U shape going on on the the east side of the state. I don't hate that. Um, nice. What what are some final answers? Because I'm I'm hearing a lot of jib jab, but not a lot. I'm of thinking it's got to be like Idaho or I, I'm I'm Idaho or California for me. I think I'm, it's be it. I'm gonna go North Dakota. It's a pullout sofa, and then South Dakota is the pullout mattress. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's pretty good. I will. That's allow pretty it. good. Well, I have an L section already, so I guess I'll stick with it. I'll go with Florida, but damn, that's a hell of a question. Thank you. I, I it was like an t- important one, as they like, always are. Tennessee's a sleeper, in my opinion. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, nice. No footrests, though. Come on, N- no footrests. You're right. Yeah. Okay. I my brain really had to get the motor going there. So thanks for getting <laughs> the juices flowing. I appreciate that. Comment a nice warm up. You know. Yeah. If yeah. you're watching on YouTube, comment your answer to let us what to let us know what you think the most comfortable couch state would be, and if you're listening. Comment on whatever social platforms this goes on because wow, that was that was incredible. Great job. I think like people are gonna be like checking their coffee for like mushrooms now in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? Speaking of comfy couches, there's something else that can keep you comfy. And let me tell you about our friends at Brackish Life. Brackish Life is perfect if you grew up on the waters and outdoors, like water and outdoors like us. We've got a wide selection of gear from very comfy UV shirts, very comfy hats. Real Bay Apparel, made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, Brackish Life. If you want to stay comfy on the beach this spring and summer, Brackish Life is definitely the brand for you. Oh, yeah. All right, let's hop into the league news. Let's start it off with a big one that came over the, uh, let's say, the pipeline. Um, Evgeny Kuznetsov allegedly has requested a trade out of Washington. Kuzi has since denied the report, claiming people want, quote, clicks and shares. That was coming to us from Tarek El-Bashir, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, boys, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this one? I I mean, I don't know how credible we can probably say that this is this seemed like a very much i heard it through the grapevine kind of he said she said the fact that koozie pretty much just came out and said that i did not say this they're you know altering headlines to get clicks and stuff 
that kind of just tells me everything I need to know. Now, that being said, talk to me about return. Yeah, I I, I do think it would I would be remiss if I didn't mention nice word by me. Um, apparently, this was not the first time this has been ongoing for the last what two seasons. I think the report yeah. said, Mac, I'd love to hear your take. I mean, listen, it wouldn't surprise me if he had asked for a trade, but I would just say that if you're going to report that, you better be sure about it. You know, that's not something you want to spread a rumor about if it isn't true. He's, you know, Kuzi's basically saying that he didn't say that. So I don't know. You don't know who to believe as a fan, really. But I'm also kind of with Nick where I'm like, I'm listening. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) go uh, on. You know, Kuzi's been an amazing piece of the team for a long time, but I think that the inconsistency he he has shown would at least make me want to see what we could get, uh, you know, answer some phone calls on the subject, and especially while he's still got some value to him too, you know? Absolutely. Um, I I don't know what you could get for Evgeny Kuznetsov on that trade market right now, but I would be interested to to at least find out. I think... This is just something where you, Mac, like you said, like, you know, before you want to report this, you want to be sure about this. Because, I mean, imagine being, and I'm sure, you know, the Caps teammates know that this is all smoke and mirrors, but like, what if that was like your buddy? And out of nowhere, you just see that on the athletic, on your phone, he requested a trade. Like, that's, that sucks. That's not fun. But, um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Interesting one there. I mean, obviously, I don't think he's going to come out and say, yep. I want out like he's not going to do that. That's right? a thing, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't want to totally dismiss the report. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Just a weird time to release that, too, in my opinion. Um, strange. Seems like yeah. it's kind of just going to stir dirt up more than anything else. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to move on from that. Uh, Kent Johnson, did you guys see what the uh michigan kid did in terms of pulling off the michigan in a game over the weekend yep that was nasty was it the i think OT it was the, i think it was the best one i've i've ever seen i agree i think it was the most fluid he didn't really stop and like dick around back there he it was just he did it all in one motion it was it was surprising to everyone on the ice no one knew it was coming very well executed smoothest one i've seen definitely and for people at home who don't know like who Kent Johnson is, the kid went to Michigan. Um, he was a stud, pulled off to Michigan in a game. And I would say that in a couple of years here, you know, he's gonna have his name thrown in there with Trevor Zegers in terms of the creativity of the hands. That, that guy's got some serious talent. So uh, And uh those who don't know, the the Michigan goal is the one where you re- you pick the puck up with your stick and you like lacrosse style put the puck in that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Clayton Keller over in Arizona. He's currently riding a 12-game point streak and became the fourth Coyote ever to reach 80 points in a season. The Yotes, uh, they've been playing really good hockey lately. Took Colorado to a shootout last night until Val Nachushkin buried it. Um, Thoughts on, you know, what are the Yotes? I hate like, to what say the it, hell like, are you doing? What are like, you doing? Come on, <laughs> why are you winning? It's it's just like they took a page out of the New the New York Jets book. It's like, dude, you're right there. You can almost touch Connor Bedard. Like it's like that Texans touchdown pass. Yes, or whatever. Like, it's like, yeah, nice touchdown, you freaking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I don't know. I, I'm not saying like you pack it in, but I don't know. Maybe you call up half of Tucson and put them in the lineup. Happy for Keller, though. I mean, an American-born guy. He's 
obviously uh, was a highly touted prospect coming out and, you know, going to Arizona, it's sometimes easy to get forgotten, but he's putting his name on the map and he's been lighting it up. So good for him. Absolutely. Um, all right. David Pasternak, uh, a team for the Bruins, obviously a team that we've talked about pretty much every episode. It feels like for the last three months, but he finally scores his 50th goal. So he's got 51 on the season now while simultaneously earning his 600th career point. That was fast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm feel like he just feels like he literally, it feels like he just like, had he hit 50 before or is this a first for him first time and it's kind of like i know we've talked about the bruins enough but i feel like this isn't getting enough attention because there's a guy that's got 10 more goals than he does yeah and he's might get to the 20 more goals than this guy does which is pretty nuts to think about but kudos to pasta i mean i know that we don't really like the bruins too much on this podcast but you can't hate pasta i mean gotta give credit where credit's due absolutely i mean that dude is absolutely one of the yeah, ten counting defensemen and goalies, best players in the, like NHL altogether. I would say currently, yeah. Do you guys like Pasternak? I feel like I gravitate towards him. He just seems like a. It's kind of got don't kill me a little bit of Ovi vibes. He's like kind of silly, kind of goofy, like just kind of. I don't like, really have anything against him. I, I, I other than the fact like, that he plays on the Bruins. No, that's literally, really, yeah. yeah. That's like the only thing I could think to say bad about the guy. Okay, yeah. but yeah, uh, he's fine. He's cool. All right, we're going to move out west to L.A. The L.A. Kings extended their point streak to 12 games after defeating the St. Louis Blues last night. They are currently the hottest team in the NHL with two weeks left in the season. If the playoffs started the day, we would have a rematch of round one from last season where we would have Edmonton versus the Kings with the Kings having home ice. Guys, I am so on this team. I don't know if it's the Morgan Miller effect or what, but I, I, and maybe it's also has something to do with the caps being like basically officially dead as a doornail, even though I said that last week, now they really are. Uh, I might just bandwagon the Kings into the, into the postseason here. I feel like they're going to be a really fun team to root for. I don't really want them to play the Oilers though. That's the one thing I don't either, but like, Let's not forget they did take them seven. What was that yeah. like two years ago? That was last year. That was yeah, last, last year? year. Jesus. Um, <laughs> that's terrifying. Um, I'm totally with you on this. That is a fun hockey team to watch. That is a fun hockey team to root for. And they've got nothing to lose. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with you. And they're putting up a lot of goals. Like I feel like last season maybe they were more of a defensive team. They were just trying to hold Edmonton off the board, but now they can bring it. They have previously gotten the boring hockey team stamp of approval. Like they were very much like an Islander type team. Well, when they won those cups, they would win games like one zip, like all the time. Yeah. And it was just quick shutting it down and, and like Kopitar scoring like two goals or Dowdy scoring two goals and then no one else. And then he's on the ice for 35 minutes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, it's a different team and it's fun to watch. First round matchup. They play Edmonton. Who are you taking? I mean, my gut right now still tells me Edmonton. But if this Kings streak like goes all the way into the postseason, man, I don't know. If they go in that hot, that could be something to look out for. Kings in seven. Ooh. <laughs> I love the confidence in that one. No stutter, just straight to it. Why not? Someone's got to do it. Let's have some fun. Yeah, I don't know who I'd pick. Uh, uh, we'll we'll save that all for the uh, round one previews. Uh, Patrick Kane, uh, he surpassed Phil Housley for second all-time 
amongst U.S. born players in points. Kane now has 1,233 career points, and he now trails Mike Madano for sole possession of first place by 141 points. I would say we're about two seasons away from him passing. Uh, Probably Madano at this point. Yeah, depending on where he plays next year. Oh, okay then. Greatest American-born player ever? I think so. Would you put him there? Yeah, probably. Three Stanley Cups. First American to be drafted first overall. Probably be the all-time leading score amongst U.S.-born players when it's all said and done. Yeah, I think yeah. that checks the boxes, eh? Yeah. Um, With this overtime winner against Arizona last or over the weekend, Connor McDavid joins Austin Matthews, Steven Stamkos, and Alex Ovechkin as the only 60-goal scorer in the salary cap era he's the first edmonton oiler to score 60 since wayne gretzky if he scores 70 he will be the first player i think the year was since 1995 6 or 92 3 it was either lemur yager to score 70 um that's nuts so weekly connor mcdavid jerk off session i mean what are you gonna say I think he'll I don't know if he'll get to 70. I think he'll definitely get to like 150 points though, which is crazy to say because he's at like 131 now, right? Yeah, he's got I think he's got uh no, he's got like 137, I think. Oh my goodness. He's got nine games left to score 10 goals to hit 70. So I mean, if anyone can do it. I'd have to look closer at the schedule, but I definitely think there's a good chance he does. Um, did you guys see the clip of his overtime winner. Did you watch that? Yeah. He 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 gets a breakaway. He does this forehand move. He misses. He tries to break his stick against the boards. And then he realizes Leon steals the puck. He's like, oh, shit, I should probably get back into play. Does the exact same breakaway move, scores, and then sellies. Yeah, it's insane. And that first pass, too, from, from dry side was yeah. crazy. Like, Yeah, yeah. Guy got uh, voted, I think he got voted best passer in the NHLPA uh, poll by the Players Association. So, Oh, how the mighty have fallen, Nicholas Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk caps soon, don't worry. I'm waiting for it. Um, uh, yeah, other weekly Connor jerk-off sesh. Connor Bedard, uh, 71 goals, 72 assists, 143 points in 57 games this season. Oh, and he played 10 less games than like everyone else in the league and still has like 20 more goals than they do. 71 goals in 57 games. 143 points in 57 games is just like the most absurd stat line I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah, that's I, yeah, it's like what, 2.2 points per game? I mean, just about. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, Come back next week. Stay tuned. The more uh, (laughs) seriously weekly Connors segment. Uh, The New Jersey Devils have officially clinched a playoff spot. They finished 28th in the league last year. This means that underrated playoff legend Eric Howlow will be headed back to the playoffs for the 10th straight season on his seventh different team. That is wild. Best stat of the episode. Eric Howlow has made the playoffs every year he's been in the NHL. And he's been on, he's seven, been on teams. Seven, different teams. seven different teams. That's, That's crazy. crazy. I actually used to really like this guy. I still do. I mean, his, his playing style is just fun. He's gritty. Yeah. 
I like it begs the question, like, is this guy like the missing ingredient that the Washington Capitals need? <laughs> yeah, sure. Sign me up. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you can convince me anything is, is the right choice for us at this point. Um, props to the Devils, man. I mean, you heard it in that stat. 28th in the league last year. They are taking the league by storm this season. Third in the NHL overall. Uh, I would not want to play them. They're young. No, 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 no. And no, they're no. hungry. And yeah. I think a team across the Hudson is going to have to have a serious battle on their hands in the first round. So I agree. Buckle up. I cannot wait for that series. That's going to be a good one. That if should Jersey be a good doesn't, one. If Jersey doesn't pass Carolina, I mean, I definitely think there's a world that happens. I could see it. So I mean, they're only three points apart now. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on to the discussion portion of the episode. But before we do, I think Nick has a word from our sponsor, Kane Footwear. Absolutely. We want to take this moment to remind you guys to go check out the link in our bio to get your pair of Kane Revive shoes today. Kane Revive shoes are made from sustainable materials such as sugar cane, and the Kane Revive shoe is made with bounce back technology to help you recover and work out the best way possible. Head to the link in our bio today to get a pair of the most comfortable shoes you will ever own. Uh, Nick, I'll toss it off to you for this discussion uh, portion. Sure. Did you guys see the AJ Greer, Mike Hoffman cross-checking incident? I did. Um, so Greer was suspended for a game for cross-checking uh, Habs forward Mike Hoffman in, like, for lack of a better description, the mouth. Um, <laughs> Hoffman, you know, hops on social media a couple days after um, the incident, after they dropped the the one game sussy and just basically expressed his de- displeasure with uh, Department of Player Safety for you know, only given this guy a game. I think he had like some snarky comment about how he used to get suspended for like cross checking guys in the back of the head. And it was like automatically two games or something like that. I don't know. What did you guys think of the incident and what did you think of the suspension and the reaction from Hoffman? Reaction was pretty uh, entertaining. There were a lot of comments on there. uh, Some of which I won't recite, but um Let's just say Mike Hoffman has not had the the cleanest history in terms of you know playing by the rule book. So Sens um, fans still hate that guy apparently. Yeah, that's really yeah. If you know, you know. I don't really feel like bringing that up, but um, yeah. just the cross check itself. I mean, yeah, it was directly in the face. Um, it kind of looked like Hoffman got his hands up too, but I think a game is fine. However, I mean, if you see the aftermath in that video he posted, he is stitched up to the gillies. Yeah, he was sutured. I mean, I, I could hear the argument that one's not enough, but then I would say, okay, two. Like, uh, yeah, you know, it's not right. like he's, he's going to get five or eight. Or I something. don't think like, it was anything more than two. Three, yeah. I thought, would have been too much. But Yeah, I would probably agree. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about Hoffman going online to bitch and complain about it, but I kind of don't really care. It just seems like something I don't know I wouldn't do. Like, I wouldn't go airing that out that way but you know, kind of their own kind of numb from this whole l word saga that will be named <laughs> about players going to social media and doing things themselves so anything goes at this point very true i'm fine yeah it's okay it's there not a go. big deal i'm not sad all right let's move on to the interview thanks Stephen, for coming on uh you're gonna hear from Stephen baker right now Alrighty, it's now my pleasure to welcome back to the podcast for the 
third time, if I'm not mistaken, one of my best friends, Stephen Baker, friend of the program. Steve, thanks for joining. What's going on, boys? Happy to be back. Always a pleasure to come and uh, shoot the shit with you guys. So I'm looking forward to it. I think you just wanted to come back on and like <laughs> brag about how you still have like the top rated episode <laughs> in like well, our history on this show. It's wild. <laughs> I was listening to uh, the one you guys did with Rick last week. Yeah. So I got number three. I got to come back for number four. And, and then you can be the number one guest as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How does that feel that you're the most listened to guest of all time? And we've had like <laughs> professional NHL players. <laughs> like, dude, you beat Ole Colsing. Carl Alsner. Yeah. Zach, Zach Jones Zach plays in the show. Like, yeah. yeah. What's funny too is I actually, shout out to you guys, building a brand. I uh, I wear the EB stuff to like class and stuff. And people recognize it and like oh you are your fan empty betters i'm like yeah i'm a fan like i'm, I'm oh, buddies with all you guys like i've been on the show a couple of times so that's nice. sick love that yeah. that's dope love it's to the, hear it it's the funniest story whenever we bring that up i always get a chuckle out of that <laughs> all right so what do we want to start with here i mean you're wearing the islanders shirt seems like we might as well start with them they're uh currently in a playoff spot um right i didn't fuck that up they yeah, should still that. be you were yeah. correct all right, well, where to begin? What do we think of the team right now, Steve? What's the feelings? I think they're going to get in. Um, it's, it's starting to seem that way. I mean, we we got, what, nine games left for them. Yeah, so the whole thing, for the longest time, they had like five, four games in hand on like every team that was chasing them. Yeah. Uh, so that sucked, right? Every time you look at the standings, I'm like, okay, they got five points, but there were also four games in hand. Um, yeah. And then luckily... The Penguins, the Sabres all kind of started to do some losing. So they yep. were able to survive that. And I think they're looking good. I mean, they've got a tough stretch. I think they played the Lightning twice in the last like six games. Yeah. Caps twice in DC both times. So like those are not going to be easy games. Yeah. The other thing is like, even if they get in, they're probably looking at a matchup with either Boston, Carolina, or maybe New Jersey. Right. Um, I, I think if they could somehow land Jersey, that would be a, a sick playoff series. And I think they'd, they'd be able to win it potentially. Oh, to, I mean, I think they can beat anybody. I mean, granted, that's just like my bias talking, but <laughs> with just like the, the old, you know, boring Islanders, the way they play, right. Like, they can steal a series. Sorokin can stand on his head and help beat the Bruins. Like, Sorokin's been arguably one of the best goalies in the whole league this year. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say if they short... want more games. He... Go ahead. No, you go. I, my my bad. Yeah, if they had like a few more wins, he'd probably be the Vezda front runner. Right. It's exactly what I was gonna say. It's short of Allmark. I feel like yeah. Sorokin's been the top dog, especially in the Metro all season. He's been better than uh Shisterkin, in my opinion, all year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this year for sure he has. What's uh what's the feeling with uh the caps? I know you kind of got dual citizenship here with both teams. So what's the scoop? I just want Ovi to score goals at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mood. Yeah. Um like there Ovi are... scores goals and like no more injuries for the next two to yeah. five business yeah. years would be great. Right. That yeah. sounds great to me. Um, and I like Mac and I chatted a lot like during the deadline. I like the moves that they made because it's almost like a it feels like not a rebuild. It's like a a real retool, if you will. Like they're going in, dealing some pieces that need to get rid of, but then also getting assets right back in return. So yeah. 
I think those moves they made are like sort of what we would say about that Verona contract or that Verona trade. Like it was the right move at the right time. Like Mm -hmm. you were going to have to do something at some point. This was the best you thought you could do. The Sandine thing is working out great. So yeah, that's looking good. What about, uh, I think there's a couple of hot topics we can talk about regarding the caps more, more geared towards like the off season. There's been a lot of rumors going around. One is that the caps might move LaPierre or McMichael this off season for a top six winger. How would we feel about that? I don't know enough about those prospects to like really judge. Um, But it seems to make sense because you got to win now, right? Like, yeah, Ovi's not getting any younger. They, you don't want to wait another three years on these guys. Yeah. By the time three years is up, it's, that's probably it, you know? Right. And I, it seems to me the consensus on like caps Twitter, at least, and this is how I I feel as well is I'd be more okay with moving McMichael. Cause I feel like we've seen a good chunk of what he can do. I, I get, we haven't really given him like a full chance to like develop, but I don't know. I haven't really been impressed with the, the few chances he's got. And like you said, I'm like, if we could get a nice asset that helps us be better right now, I'm cool with that one. LaPierre yeah. for some reason, I'm a little more attached to, but We'll see what happens, I guess. I think the ceiling's a little bit higher with Hendricks, too. Um, I mean, like you said, McMichael probably hasn't had like a full kick at the can yet. But I think from what we've seen from Hendricks and certainly what we know about him, you know, prior to his injuries in junior, I think you definitely say he would have a higher ceiling. Yeah. All right. Other thing I want to talk about with the Caps is a potential head coaching change. Do we how do we feel about Peter Laviolette right now? What's the uh, let's test the temperature here. I feel like they need to go like younger with a coach, more modern, like, and and do the thing that these winning teams are doing right now. I feel like Lobby's just a little bit too old school. I don't think that's going to get it done for them. Nick, do you do you have a response for that at all? I just think the results like that you would expect from Peter Laviolette, like taking over a team haven't happened yet. And that's why this is like being talked about. I did see the Jeff Halpern rumors. And my first thought was one love Halpy who doesn't, you know, Maryland guy. gotta love that. Yeah. Um, But two, do you remember that like stretch of like Dale Hunter, Adam Oates, yeah. where it was just like, can no, we I thought stop the exact hiring same former thing. players to coach? I thought the exact same thing when I saw that, especially because I was like, he's an assistant coach now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know how that one goes too. Like, I I don't think I want that. I've also been the guy defending Laviolette all season long, being like, he's doing the best with the chips he was dealt, you know, whatever, or the cards he was dealt. Um, but at this point, whether it's his fault or not, it clearly seems like he's lost the room. It, it just feels to me like when you watch a team like the Caps not get up for some of those big games down the stretch, like the Penguins one that we just had, like just not not be up for the task that was like so important. To me, that's something where whether it's a coach's direct fault or not, they just don't care anymore. Like that he he's just not they're not responding to him. So I'm, I'm up for the change, but I'm with you. I don't, I don't really want Halpern. The only one I saw that I'd be somewhat interested in is, uh, was it Carberry? The, um, yeah, he's a younger guy. He's a much younger guy. Like Steve, you suggest, I think he's like 41. Um, and he was the bears coach and is now the, uh, Leafs assistant coach. 
Halpern's an assistant, but he's not like a Laviolette like prodigy, not like a Lane Lambert taking over for trots where he right, was with right, them for more. Like, right. He just came in as like a Capitals guy, right? Well, no, Halpern is what with the Lightning right now, isn't mm-hmm. he? The, he's, he's like an, an assistant, assistant, with, the okay, assistant okay. with the Lightning, and yeah, he's because if you recall, at the end of Halpern's career with the Caps, I believe he got traded to the Lightning for like his last like year or two, and then he kind of just like scored a gig with them right after retirement. And so didn't he's he been, play like, in Montreal there. too, or am I making that up? You might be right about that. I'm not okay. sure. I think like. You, you know, talking about Laviolette and Mac, I think you make a great point about him, you know, maybe losing the room and the Caps not being able to get up for these big games. For me, it's really the games that they shouldn't have to get up for that they just can't seem to handle. And that's yeah. where my issues are with yeah. the coaching staff. Like, I mean, we talked about it, what, a thousand times since it's happened. They had that amazing weekend where they have that win in Boston and then they turn around and lay a turd the next day <laughs> against the Sharks who are... Yeah. Like the second worst team in hockey. So yeah, the consistency is another sign where it's like clearly whatever Laviolette is saying in there, they're like rolling their eyes and they're like, yeah, fuck off, dude. We don't care. This is third year. Yeah. Third year. Yep. I think third so. Full, well, no. Yeah. Third year. Right. That's enough time so. for him to make a dent, make a run that just isn't happening. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, no first round victories um, yeah. and and a missed playoff season. That's enough for me. I also think they're gonna. I don't want to say go into panic mode, but you don't really like you're living on borrowed time at this point with your yeah. window. Like, oh, absolutely. Especially with the way that division has gotten, I would say that window is all but shut at this point. But um, I don't think that you can ask that team to pack it in while you have Alex Ovechkin. I think that no. that's just and an unwritten rule that they're going to continue. And to... they've essentially promised him to try and win until he's done. So yeah. you got to stick to it. Might even be a written rule at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I think so. <laughs> I think, I think they, Mac, wasn't it part of his contract where they were like, we're going to put together a good team. Like you're still yeah. going to score. I mean, I don't know if that's on paper anywhere, but that was, that was the understanding to my, uh, to my knowledge. Behind closed doors somewhere, there was a handshake and like, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, so, Stephen, one of the most polarizing Caps players on Twitter this year has been Anthony Mantha. I know he's one of the players who's uh, uh, always talked about getting moved. I know uh, Tarek El-Bashir put out that that athletic article today saying that they should look at moving him over the summer. Where do you stand on that? Do you think that the hate that this guy's getting is deserved or no? I think the hate is totally deserved. <laughs> he, granted, somehow they ended up winning that trade. Like, obviously, that situation sucks. But so what? That's that. But he just like he's just so lazy. He's just like a big lazy guy. Doesn't finish his checks. Sure, he's got like a good shot, but I don't think he's the kind of guy you want on your team. No, great assist on Saturday night, though, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. How about that one? Game-winning goal. Falcon from Mantha. What, what do you do? He just gave it away. <laughs> yeah, Penguins game. We had oh, literally tied the, tied the game after being down 3-0, and it's like 3-3 with like a minute left and a third now, and he just like gave them the puck. So, and and let me guess, he didn't back check, probably. Didn't he gave him check. the puck like at our blue line, and then Malkin oh, just went in and just sniped it like immediately. <laughs> And it, like it sucks uh, that I kind of agree with you that the like the playing has just not been where it should be. But like the dude's 
not bad. I mean, he's talented. He's got a sick shot. He's got nasty hands. He's got size for whatever reason. It's just not coming together uh, for the caps at all. So correct me if I'm wrong, but he would have been like scratched a handful of times in the beginning of the season before they kind of caught the injury bug. Right. Mm -hmm. He are, he was scratched a few times, like in the last couple of weeks, even credit to Laviolette for that. Yeah. He was just fed up with his bullshit. And he was like, let's see if this fucking does anything. And like, he, he kind of looked okay. Like the next game he was back. I was like, all right, I guess he's responding to it, but he didn't really do anything. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm definitely not a fan. I like like the the couple of moves that they made recently, though, like the Milano signing, the Strom yeah. signing. Jensen. Yeah, all that is good. I think sure. those are great moving forward. Those guys. It's cheap things that are like, yeah, you're you're making a couple things stay the same way that are they're actually working well. Uh, let's yeah. move on to the rest of the uh, rest of the NHL real quick. I want to get like some of your sleeper picks going into the playoffs here. Like, who do you think is uh, is going to make a deep run here on on the East and on the West? Okay, so I was thinking about this a lot earlier today. Like I said, I listened uh, to you guys talk with Rick, so I yeah. don't want to go the Rangers route, even though that's because that we all did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So on the East, I'm going with the Hurricanes, okay. despite the Spetsnikov thing. I just think that they're too fast, too well coached. Like I think that's the team to beat. Okay. Um, and on the West, I'm going to go with the Avalanche. They're hot again. I think Georgiev is really good. They might he get Landis called back. Like they yeah. know what it takes. So. Yeah, that's then, a good pick. They'll get Landy back, but like right. it'll be for a week. <laughs> um, they'll get hurt again. <laughs> and then from there, I'd say probably Canes over Avs in seven in the cup final. Wow. wow. So the Avs make it back? <clears throat> Avs make it back. Wow. I like it. I don't hate that. I still like the Canes just like you do, despite the uh the Svesh injury. I mean, you know, they're like uh like a well-oiled machine. Like every mm-hmm. player knows exactly where to be. They're pesky. They're always putting pressure on the forecheck. Like I just feel like that's a team with Rod the Bod behind the bench. It's like that. That's going to be a really hard team to beat. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, yeah, you watch them play. Every time they get the puck, they're a threat to score. No matter where on the ice, they pick the puck up behind their net. They're going to get up the ice in two seconds and get a scoring chance. You yeah. turn it over against them, you're toast. They're gonna capitalize. That's like, pretty true. All right, I'll I deny I ever said this, but like that's a really, really rocking arena too in the playoffs because oh, it's the only yeah. time their fans show up for games. But um, <laughs> it's it's definitely hard to win there. That's for sure. All right, I got another good question for you here. We've got um, the Islanders. We said are in their playoff spot technically as of this moment. We'll see how that goes. Penguins in the final playoff spot with one point fewer than the Isles. But people are sleeping a little bit on Florida Panthers, who have 79 points. So they're three points behind the Penguins for that last spot. And they played the same amount of games as the Penguins. I'm going to quickly read off to you the remaining games for the Panthers, which are Ottawa, which is happening right now, Toronto, Montreal, CBJ, Buffalo, Ottawa again, the Caps, the Leafs, and then the Canes. Do you think that the schedule that benefits them slash do you think that they can overtake the pens? Well, it That's sounds a tough like one. I mean, it's half of those games seem really easy. And then the ones that like you don't really get any middle ground there. Right. Um, but they've if been it, hot. I, if they could beat 
one of those good teams, right? If they can steal yeah. one against, like you said, the Lightning. Like Tor- Toronto oh, yeah. is in there. They also have the Caps like in in Florida, so that should be like a win. That's a win. Yeah. If they can steal one of those like Maple Leafs or um, Hurricanes games, mm-hmm. I think that'll probably do it. Like win the, five. The last game of the year is the is the one against the Canes, and I think it's I, I just wow. put the schedule away, but I think it's in florida that it could come down to that like right and of course at that point the canes might even be like done like they may be sitting some guys at that point too. that's a good point of course the penguins last three games of the year against detroit chicago and columbus so oh my my god God. why don't you just give them the first overall (laughs) pick too and another cup just for fun they do still have to play boston and new jersey though once a piece so we'll see if i had to bet i would say that the penguins were going to get that last spot. Okay. Yeah, just because you, just because it's the penguins. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally feel that. And like they're uh, going to get in. They're going to get They're going to get yeah. in. And also yeah. I don't call me crazy, but I don't want to see a playoffs without the penguins. It just doesn't really seem right. I mean, I'd I'd kind of rather see the pens in it than the Panthers. The Panthers are pretty, <laughs> pretty fucking Stupid. boring to me. Stupid. <laughs> Don't you want to see me suffer, Mac? We're going to lose in four games to Boston. So what's yeah, that, no, I'm down to see that. I don't really want to root for Boston at all, but I guess I will. I mean, they have Garnett and Dimitri, so. Yep. Also, I love how uh, we've been doing, like, all these playoff previews, like, speculations for the past three weeks. Not one person has the Bruins that we've talked to or amongst us going to the cup. Final. I know. I love yeah. that. Wow. So much. It's so awesome. I <laughs> feel like we're just going to like, we're just going to make this first round exit for them happen. Like we're just going to keep saying it enough where it's yeah. going to become, it. yeah, it's going to become real. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if they end up playing the Islanders <laughs> in the first round, I like actually think the Islanders could beat them. I that like that matchup so a lot. That would that be means, so fun. <laughs> they did it two years ago. Granted, this yep. Bruins team is a completely different yeah. beast now but it's i think that style of game could totally oh. benefit the islanders and they could win yeah, mac has so a great awesome. theory with the uh with the president's trophy and it is so true what was my theory like just like you win the president's trophy by that much like you're absolutely losing in the first oh. or second round of the playoffs <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's I, mean, uh, I feel like the islanders definitely match up against boston better than pittsburgh does um and i would this- agree with Sorokin and that, like you said earlier, I mean, yeah, that dude can steal you a series. The Penguins yep. don't have a goalie who can do that. Of course, Casey DeSmith decided to play like a fucking Vezina candidate against the Caps <laughs> the other night, but <laughs> I mean, he did blow the lead a little bit, but yeah, well, one of uh, Stephen, one of the guys I've been most impressed with on the Islanders has been Hudson Fashing. What have you liked about his game so far this year? He is fucking awesome. He. Every time he gets the puck, he seems like he's making a play, like getting a scoring chance, making an assist, goal, whatever. And uh, and he's basically like bullied Josh Bailey out of the lineup, yeah. which is, if nothing else, keeps these veteran guys accountable that were looking really tired on the Islanders and, and frustrating to watch. Um, so just that like spark of energy and youth is, is awesome. It's good to see a guy like that who, you know, worked as hard as he did to get to where he is, yeah. uh, get a spot in the lineup as well. So, um, he's like 27, I think, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. A 27 year old rookie just mm-hmm. worked his way in there. What's the latest that you've been hearing on the uh, Barzell injuries? That's what it's, I was going to ask. Is that like something that you expect for playoff time or are we still? 
I not don't get really, anything there. I haven't heard anything in a while. Last that I heard, the expectation that is that he would be back come playoffs. Um, but I don't really know. As of three days ago, he is still not skating. So okay. Do with that yeah. information what you will. Gotcha. I would be in a little bit of panic mode if I were an Isles fan. Well, yeah. The thing is, since he's went down, they've put together like the best 12-game stretch they've had all season. Of course, right? And so it works. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like it, like they these guys say it all the time. When Ovi's out of the lineup, the Caps actually play pretty well. Like, right. They, you know? I mean, it's kind of the same with Sid or Gino when one of them's out. The team ends up playing decent. Yeah, somebody's got to carry the weight, so they yeah. all just try a little bit harder and yeah. work out. But it, in the long haul, obviously not. Like, if they're without Barzell against the Bruins, I don't think they have a chance. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mac, you go. Uh, I was, is this a hockey question that you had? or uh... No, no. Okay. Well, I was gonna I was gonna wrap it up and and say we could talk about Lamar for a, a couple. That's minutes. where I, that's okay. yeah. That's where I was going. Yeah. Okay. okay. We might as well. Breaking news. Uh, yeah. What <laughs> seven hours ago, Lamar uh, tweets as Harbaugh goes into the fucking press conference that he requested a uh, a trade on March second. Uh, Steven, I know you're a Ravens fan. We are too. Not going to spend more than like two minutes on this or else I will turn it into two hours, but I want to hear your initial thoughts. Okay. I'll try to keep it brief. Um, first of all, I'm just so ready to move on from all of this bullshit, whether with or without him at this point, I don't care. I just want to fucking move on. Um, it seems like, you know, when players request trades more often than not, it feels real. Like, okay, they're going to get a trade done and move on. For whatever reason, this doesn't feel that way. It feels like nope. <laughs> it feels like a stunt to get people talking. It feels like he lost leverage, so he's he's putting this out here, trying to gain that back. Um, I don't know. The whole thing is just annoying, and I'm sick of it. Yeah, it's kind of like the Rogers thing. It's just like I'm tired of hearing about it every off season. Just call me yeah. when there's an answer. You know, let yep. me know. Give me the little push notification when he signs his deal. And it's. Yeah, they're trying to make these stories that aren't really there. Nobody actually knows what's going on. That's why I've been all the Lamar Jackson news. I always get it. You have to take it with a grain of salt, you know, because. Oh, yeah. It's what the guy who's selling his uh, I call it the Billy Mays commercial take home gym. Like <laughs> they said, he's his agent. He's like, no. And then he tweets out the commercial, which is the worst infomercial I've ever watched. But, you know. I just saw apparently Meek Mill was reaching out to Robert Kraft telling him that Lamar Jackson wants to play for the Patriots. Like what the hell is going on here? Who had that on 2023 bingo? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nick, I'll, 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 I want to end this segment with you. I, a lot of people are saying the only team who would probably take on this money, Nope. Sacrifice the draft picks, Uh -uh. give up the roster moves would be none other than the team that stole the Baltimore original football team, the Baltimore Colts, the Indianapolis Colts. What are your thoughts? No chance in hell they're going to draft someone. But do, do you want it to happen? I wouldn't hate that. He, it would be the best quarterback they've had since probably Andrew Luck. Yeah, I mean, I feel like people are saying Ursay's got a crazy enough gene in him to do this. He is, but I, that's also not the kind of quarterback he would go after. Okay. Yeah. That makes me feel better. Thank you. Yeah. Because um, I think like, there would actually be a riot if that happened. 
Yeah, you talk about never being allowed. Well, what? His dad took the Colts out of Baltimore, and then his son would take Lamar out of Baltimore. I yep. feel like there's people would have like air air traffic control restrictions. Right. And the best the part is the Colts fans will help you too because they hate him anyway. So yeah, I hear that. Well, I was just curious what your thoughts were. Yeah, it's I mean, I kind of agree with what you guys have been saying. It's just annoying that there's like all this like I call it ESPN fluff because it's something for them <laughs> to talk about on like, you know, a Tuesday at noon. But like it just it's so annoying. I hate I hate the NFL offseason so much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's just that just fluff. Like if I had to make a prediction, I would say that Lamar will be on the Ravens next season. You think he plays or you think he holds out? I think he plays on the all Ravens. Right. My last question to you, let's assume that they trade him or whatever. Who do you want as the quarterback? Uh, CJ Stroud. All right. If it's going to be a trade, it's going to have to be to a, a per top five pick, right? I would. I, mean, I think it would only be one of those teams. You, you would probably. Think, you would think. Um, I like CJ Stroud. Yeah. No, I don't hate it. I mean, it's a. It's it would a, have to be. Popular. It would have to be a draft. I don't like. I don't. There's no other quarterback in the NFL right now, other than like Mahomes or Allen, who I'd rather have over Lamar. Like yeah. those are maybe the only two guys. Um, yeah, I feel. So that. I think they'd have to look for the draft. Yeah, most likely. Well, okay, that's enough before my blood boils. So <laughs> I'm, I'm done. All right. Well, anything else before we wrap up here, boys? Who we got in beer league championship tonight, Steven? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You guys will like this. So I'm uh, playing for the Butler Cabin, Kiwi named after our little local dive bar. Um, okay. And we're playing against Express Breakfast, which is uh, nobody saw this coming. This was the three and the four seed going into the playoffs, both upset the uh, the one and two seed. So we got a uh, underdog championship story tonight. Which seed are you? Three. Nice. I remember uh, when I play at Ricerstown Express Breakfast. I remember they have like a couple teams, I think, too, right? Or is it just one? Just the one now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who is the one seed? Just out of curiosity, do you? It was uh, Green Turtle. Okay, makes sense. They, yeah, they went down. Well, good luck tonight. Um, hoping for a big dub for you guys. Yep. Go Thanks, boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put it on the water. Oh yeah. We appreciate it, Stephen. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Thanks for Absolutely. joining. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. A huge thanks to all-time listener, or I'm sorry, go, or whatever. Most listened to guest of all time. Uh, numbers. Baker. Yeah, numbers. Hard. Numbers. Cool. Engli- Good ones. Nice. <laughs> Eng- English and numbers don't mix well with me. Um, but seriously, appreciate Stephen coming on. Um, always a good time chatting with him. Get some aisles takes, some caps takes. So, uh, And hopefully, after he listens to this, he has a uh, beer league championship. So. True. All righty, let's move on to the gambling portion of the episode. Going to keep this one real neat and quick. There's really one message to tell you. Um, <laughs> bet the over. I, every game goes over at, for the rest of time, apparently. so It seems like it. Yeah. Um, thanks to our good pal, Elio, a.k.a. the Iceman, and TDO, the Daily Over. Uh, you can't make money on the Oilers or the Panthers anymore because now they are now at seven and a half game totals, which is just mind-boggling. Um, I don't know if you guys were looking at the board today, but both of them play tonight. Both are at seven and a half. And I'm sure at some point in time, if this keeps going, it's going to hit eight. And it's literally because of Elio and TDO. 
I saw a lot of people online saying that they're calling this like the FanDuel effect. Like now yes. that it's like legalized a lot of places and, you know, more acceptable in, you know, public settings across the country, like there's sports books that you can go in and do this stuff in now that people are saying basically for them to stay profitable, they have to put it at seven and a half because if they put it at seven or even <laughs> six and a half, they're just going to get boat raced. Well, <laughs> Elio has a, a literal product line that yeah. says three plus three equals seven. And yeah. now they're trying to take it away from him. But it's yeah, like, that is pretty funny. Did you, a- um, did you guys see his tweet when he was like, I accidentally wore my three plus three equals seven half to like parent teacher conference. night? <laughs> 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 That's great. Dude. He's That's so great. funny. I love that guy. But um, yeah, he is single-handedly fucked the books up with game totals. I mean, I, I think some, or I'll, I'll check this right now, but um. The Panthers and the Oilers. I'm going to bring this up real quick. Download the app uh, Prop Tracker if you haven't already. It's the best app in the business if you are uh, looking for stats to bet NHL. Um, if Yeah, the Oilers and the Panthers combined when the over is at six and a half this season are 93 and 53. So that's 40 units. Wow. If you just if you bet hundred dollars on every game, you'd be up 40. We should have done that. Well, damn it. Damn we're the empty <laughs> betters, not the full betters. So yeah. I saw something that like a uh like thousand dollar parlay, like to and hitting all the final four teams would have paid out like four point four million dollars. I was like, yeah. must be must be fucking nice. I, I heard today that like of the ESPN submitted brackets, it was some wild percentage that got it right. And it was like one out of every 532,000 brackets submitted got the final four right. Damn. I don't think I had one team right. Nope. I don't have one team right. I will say I've been in agony the last few days about how winnable this tournament was for Marquette. Like just looking at this for them, like especially their side of the bracket, having Florida Atlantic be the team that comes out of it. I'm like, Oh my god, it just yeah. hurts that much more. I'm so happy Kansas State lost. I'm sorry. Um, I think it's also pretty funny not to put the guys on the spot, but from Garrett and Corey's episode two episodes ago, oh, we yeah. did all the predictions. Yeah, they're like, Oh, we know everything. Like this is and yeah. Garrett Corey went oh for four, Duke, Alabama, Houston, and UCLA at none. Uh, Garrett went one for four. Give him credit. He had Texas, Alabama, Marquette all dead, but he did have UConn. Yeah, that Huskies team is damn good. Yeah. 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 Um, by the way, don't ever do this, but went to Don't Know Tavern on Friday night with the fellas. Always a good time. Um, the table ended up turning into a casino, basically. Yeah. And there was a world where we were bored, so we decided it would be smart to bet every single college basketball game the player to score the first basket and race to 10 points just to feel something lost every single bet I made. Yeah. <laughs> that kid. Ah, oh, what's his, the kid on Creighton with the headband. Yeah. The lefty. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know talking about. Yeah. Bro, that kid's insane. He's so good. That was Trains a crazy ending. ending over the weekend. Yeah, it was. It definitely was. Um, back to hockey real quick. Carter Verhage, uh, over on the shots total. Uh, if it's at three and a half, he's nine and one in his last 10. So bet the over on three and a half shots on goal for Carter Verhage. Talked about Clayton Keller earlier. He has scored in seven of his last 10 games. You can actually get that at pretty good value, usually like plus 150 or better, depending on the opponent. Uh, and then 
the Columbus Blue Jackets, they're an over machine. I mean, every team's an over machine right now, but the over is nine and one in their last 10 games. So bet the over. That's my best advice, especially with two weeks left in the season. It just seems like nobody gives a fuck anymore. So there's that. Um, all right, moving on to the injuries. We'll fly through these. Erica Branson, he's out for the season with a separated shoulder. Jacob Chikrin is week to week with a lower body. That one sucks for the Senators. Uh, Josh Anderson for the Habs out the remainder of the season with a high ankle sprain. Uh, the Predators week to week. Matt Duchesne with a hand injury. And uh, that's a Pat- tough one for them. Like they were kind of yeah. flirting they with were that surging wild card a little spot. bit. They're knocking on the door a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then Patrick Line out two to four weeks with a tricep strain. Um, I know we Ow. talked about the AJ Greer suspension earlier, but another suspension that went down. Blake Lazat suspended one game for cross-checking Josh Morsey. Um, I don't know if you guys saw a video, but I think it's pretty standard. Yeah. I That's thought the Greer one was worse. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they both got one game, maybe I guess that's a way you could argue. Uh maybe yeah, Greer maybe should get two. two. Yeah, then now I'm thinking about that. But uh let's go into the best part of the episode, the state of the union. Boys, we had a big matchup over the weekend. I just want to hear your thoughts. Just, just vent to me, please. I hate this. This fucking <laughs> sucks. <laughs> like uh I um <laughs> I was like, you know, it's okay. I'm sitting down to watch this game. And as this game unfolds, I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like, here it comes again. This is going to be an early night. And then this is what they do. They do this every time. They're like, oh, like, don't go away just yet. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, we'll tie the game and then give it away with a minute to go. Like, it's it's just so fucking frustrating. It's been that way all year. Yeah, I I really don't have that much more to add other than what (laughs) Nick says. I mean, it's just. It's shitty. I feel like I've I've talked about it enough on the last episodes and and with the Stephen Baker caps segment where you kind of know where I'm at, where I stand in the in the whole caps specter right now. But um, yeah, it sucks. That game particularly really made me want to put Anthony Mantha into a spaceship and just like shoot him <laughs> shoot him into the moon. Um, spaceship. I'm, I'm so done. Honestly, that's he doesn't deserve that. shoot him. Spaceship would be yeah. fun. <laughs> I was old yeller time just yeah. taking out back. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, that's a, honestly, I feel like that's something that the Cavs haven't tried yet. It's just spacing their players. Just be like, okay, if we're not going to get anything for him, like we we don't know what happened, but uh, he's gone. I just, it's so fucking frustrating. When was the last time you had a Cavs Penguins game, Mac? That like you felt went well. <laughs> mm, I we beat them once this year, didn't we? That shootout win that me and Nick went to, I think. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, even that one though was like not. Uh, I, I don't know if I could say like it went well. Yeah. <laughs> um. Tough. As as nice as it was to win, Jesus Christ, the Penguins never ever make it easy, and I think they now are tied with the Sharks for the most blown leads going into the third period in the NHL. I mean, that's not a great stat. Wow, dude. I I don't know if you guys saw me on Twitter fuming like throwing pillows at television angry and like it, it it's just infuriating and the way it all went down was so stupid and I, this is gonna sound biased that penalty on malkin where they called him roughing on wilson where he kind of like gave him a shove in the spine 
It's the softest call I've ever seen. I'm sorry. Like, and I'll call it when it's when it's like due, but that was like a love tap. Like, come on now. But um, yeah, I mean, they blow the lead again, but man, the way that game ended in the fashion, like it, it was just it was too good. But uh I, I want to hear the uh the Caps Twitter Anthony Mantha takes. Did you guys see anything see anything good on there? I got a text from someone, um a good friend of ours, longtime listener of the show, and they were basically like, I want to put him in a blender and blend him in pieces. It's <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> wow. Can I get like some credit because I've been saying all year how much I freaking hate this guy. And you have, I, and for some reason, Caps Twitter—they're so quick to crucify guys like Lars Eller all season long, and they want to defend dudes like Mantha and McMichael all year, being like, "Oh, that's Lavulet just denial." Lavillette just doesn't know where to put them. These guys are so good. Blah 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 blah. And now, you know, when Anthony Mantha gives away, the, like has the worst giveaway of the entire season, the most important part of the entire season. Now, finally, everyone's like, oh, this guy sucks. And I'm like, oh, yeah. brother, this guy yeah, stinks. stinks. Exactly. <laughs> I was hoping one of you would hit that. So, uh, yeah, no, made- I, I just want to say I, I've been on that wagon all year. All it, made- train. it makes me sad. First, first empty betters hockey season that we've had we've been in business since what 2019 correct where the caps will not make the playoffs and we still have yet to have a penguins caps matchup since we started the pod that's What's, the part that really sucks honestly both we, teams have not won a playoff series since yeah, we, we started, since we started, we started yeah, so that them, yeah. really blows <laughs> that, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if like one it's of our been teams four years like yeah, no, I know. And the Penguins aren't going to win a series. I mean, listen, I love putting the pitchfork in your season. I love maybe ending the Laviolette era with that beautiful low blocker snipe from Gino. Yeah. But we still suck. And like, hey, we're by not the way, win anything. Mantha deserves all the shit on that goal. But I don't know, man. Kemper, are you even in the right spot? Like, I don't we, think that was that much of a snipe. Like it was, he was really far out. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, I know it kind of, it's a giveaway with no time to react. So you really can't blame Kemper. I'm just trying to like throw thorns at everybody on the team. Cause I'm salty well, about it. When, so. when Gino scored Kemper kind of like put his head up and turned around and he was literally almost at the face off circle. I was like, man, he was, he was really out there. I don't know. Um, I'm not a goalie guy, but I'm pretty sure when you're that aggressive, you, you know, I don't know where I'm going with that, but yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, so Caps are dead. Pens are alive. See what happens. Nine games left in the season. Um, at least you guys have a shot at Bedard. It's all worth it if you land him. If the Washington Capitals somehow ended up with the first overall pick, I don't know what I would do. All right, we need wait. I would out. be We're going so happy. The We're entire gonna... the entire NHL would get so upset. Oh, it like... would be like overnight hate for everyone. So we would become like the most hated team in the league. Yeah. <laughs> so uh all right, let's let's put something out there. If if the Washington Capitals somehow win the lottery and land Connor Bedard, I feel like you two gotta like have some type of like cool thing that you guys would do. I will get a Connor like, Bedard tattoo if the Washington Capitals land Connor Bedard. Just a 98. Or something. Mac. <laughs> mm, I gotta think of something to go along with that. Uh, I will buy a. I will buy a a, um, a bearded dragon, and I will name no. him Connor. 
I'll buy a bearded dragon and name him Connor, Connor. Beardard. Connor Beardard, <laughs> yo. Yes, I will do that if if uh <laughs> if the caps get him. You can take that one at the bank. I will say this. If the caps somehow are fortunate enough to win this lottery and get this Ugh. draft pick, I don't think like I think that makes it about even for all the bad luck that they've had. Oh my god. <laughs> and man. I won't ever complain again. Yeah, please same. clip please clip this. That was too good. <laughs> That was phenomenal. Connor Beardart. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. All right. Um, Nick, I just imagine like us doing this podcast and there's like a terrarium on Max. Desk, and this thing is <laughs> I'm, just I'm like, over here. I'm over here. Like it's like the, it's like the dinosaur from Jurassic Park. Like the little one that like spits like the poison shit in like, the person's face. Like eating them worms and crickets. Like, and like, I'm just like, ah, oh, man, I mean, that goal last night was yeah. crazy. <laughs> Oh or God. just, I, I would really look forward to you having to explain to people like how and why you had to go out and oh, buy you're, this. You got a bearded dragon. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. What's its name? Connor Beardard. Yeah. All my non-hockey fans, like, what? They're like, oh, because you like beer? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, yeah. You're like, <laughs> just, yeah. just. We don't need to talk about it. Yep. <laughs> How good are your editing skills where you can add a bearded dragon on back shoulder right now? Oh, please. Put him right here. Oh, my God. Here, this, you can put a worm in my hand right <laughs> yeah. here. There we go. Right Damn there. it. Oh, my God. Uh, now right. I really want this to happen. I think I might sacrifice the next 20 years of my emotional well-being to, just to see that. Yeah. That, that would, would be, be fun. That would be incredible. Um, all right. <laughs> Let's move on to college hockey. Uh, I'll toss it off to Nick. Frozen Four won me some money. Uh, unfortunately, Bitchigan took a um, – I was definitely betting for my happiness, though. So we all knew that was going to happen. Uh, matchups are set. You got BU and Minnesota Thursday, April 6th at 5 p.m., and then you got Michigan and Quinnipiac right after at 8.30. Both of those games should be insane, but – I feel like we're just kind of beating around the bush for the matchup we want to see here. And that's Minnesota, Michigan, because guys, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've seen a college hockey team as good as that Minnesota Gophers team in my lifetime. And Filthy. I think they're going to get it done this year and the drought. They are nasty. That yeah. would be a fun, fun matchup as long as a certain team doesn't win. Yes, as long as a certain team doesn't win. Uh, Logan Cooley is insane. Snuggerud is insane. The younger middle stat brother, awesome. Um, they've got like two defensemen, um, Jackson Lacombe being one of them, who are, they just look like they're NHL defensemen already. Uh, the way they move the puck, the way they shoot the puck. That should be fun. Championships on the eighth should be a good one. Yeah, looking forward to it. Is there, are the, is the final or Frozen Four games? Uh oh, it starts Thursday. Are they both Thursday? Yep. Five and eight thirty. Okay. Sounds good. And then the championships on the eighth. Got it. Yeah, I'm very much uh looking forward to that. By the way, I had no idea Penn State was good like that good at hockey. That they were yeah, uh, they turned yeah. that program good real fast. It's impressive what they've done there. That was a that was a club program not that long ago. Um, one thing with Penn State though, like you gotta get rid of that dumbass stripe on your helmet. Um, you think so? I kind of them in Ohio no, State. I, don't like I it. hate. It's their... not football, man. I don't know Thank why you. they do that. The, and I get Ohio it. It's State like, oh, we're football thing. schools, so it's like we're trying to make everyone think it's the same thing. It's like, nah, dude, no. no. They like, have a white helmet, right, with the blue stripe, right down the middle. Yeah, I feel like if you get rid of the stripe, then you just need to have a navy blue helmet. I don't like the white. Sure, an all white helmet care. seems. Yeah, 
Well, you guys are uniform geeks. Well, yeah, yeah just true. just get rid of the stripe. That's the important part. Yeah, I don't like that the Ohio State like does like the stupid Buckeye stickers on the helmet. That like, is so dumb. It's like that once again, so this is not it's not football. football. We yeah. get that that's like the and, one thing, and I think it's dumb you, in but... football. I actually have yeah. always hated that in football. I think it's dumb as shit. Okay, then moving on to trivia. New All segment. Right. Yes, new segment here. I got a trivia question for you guys. Uh, we're gonna be doing this moving forward, so um, I might do- I might not do it this way every time, but. Uh, at least to start us out here, I want to do like a on this day in hockey history situation. here. Ooh. So, um, I'm going to read you off a stat that happened on this day in hockey history. And you got to tell me who I'm talking about. Okay. 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 Right, so here we go. Uh, on March 27th, 1980, this player set an NHL record for the most points by a rookie defenseman when he picked up his 61st point of the season. If you, coffee. Need, if you need another hint, I can tell you what team he was playing for and like what happened in that game. My first guess was also going to be Paul Coffee, but incorrect. I've, yeah. Well, okay. Right. What what team? So uh, he picked up his sixty first point of the season in a seven to one Boston Bruins win over the Blues. Bobby Orr. Wrong again. Uh, Eighty Bork. Yes. Nice. Ray Bork. Ding ding ding. There yeah. you go. Yeah, 1980. Yeah, that yeah. Ends up. March 27th, 1980. Damn, wow. he was a rookie in 1980. Yes, sir. Here's a wild one that I saw on the internet. This would actually be I mean, you guys aren't Pens fans, but it actually made me think a little bit. Can you name the three Penguins captains prior to Sidney Crosby? Oh, oh man. Um. I mean, a couple I mean, of them are obvious. Mario, Mario. yeah, it's one. Um, uh, Tom def- Barrasso, <laughs> a goalie, but no, you definitely know the second one. It's um, it's very, very obvious. It wasn't Yager. Yeah, he was a ca- when he was Lemieux- a captain for the he Penguins. He was captain of the Penguins. Well, Lemieux reti- remember Lemieux was That's retired right. after '96. Oh, okay. So, that, so those two are obvious. The other one really tripped me up. I could, I, I was like, I guess it, it makes sense when you hear it. Like you can guess this. It's just you might not think of it. But it's before all that, right? It was kind of simultaneous. Okay. So, so it was it in way. between Yager was, and Crosby. I. Th- think so okay or it was in between lemieux and yager i can't remember which one it's one of two it's like that late 90s no it would have had to have been after you there's no way that because who did crosby take it from it had to be who crosby took he took it from lemieux oh because when lemieux came back he was captain after yager left but right so if you can i'm just curious give it one guess and here's your hint because this is a is it a defenseman it is not okay um here's your hint and this might give it away but this was hard one for me this guy is currently a general manager in the nhl billy g no he wasn't a penguin at that time that's a good guess that's what i would have said um it's tough west coast What jersey number did they wear with the Penguins? 
in the was it ten? Might have been ten. I can't remember. Sound like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Pacific Division general manager. If you know those off the top of your head, I guess that would. I'm obviously like trying to think of them. Mac is going hard on that. I, I oh, this is killing me because I feel like. Wait, Pacific Division general manager. Mm-hmm. Was a captain of the Pittsburgh Penguins for a brief amount of time in the late nineties. In the late nineties. Ron Francis. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's damn go. It. Let's Bingo. go. Yep. I should have gotten that when you said 10. Man. That is a good one, man. Was he? T- I think he was 10. He was definitely that 10 when he was right. with the Hurricanes right. and the, the Whalers. I know that. that. One, I had damn. no I had no idea that was a th- like I'm thinking of all the NHL video games I've played, and I was like, hey, he must have been captain right before the PS2 was a real thing. I was like running into like the early 2000s there too i was thinking i was like was matt cook the i know that's what i was trying to think of first i was trying to think of somebody random as fuck like that and i but once you said the gm thing that got me going a little bit yeah that was a hard one i uh i was definitely tripped up on that one who was the captain before mario like does anyone even know that or did it just say not mario I, I i i don't know let me see let me look it up real quick i i think mario became captain like 88 or something Mario like that. became captain and yeah in 87 in the 87 88 season before that it was some guy named daniel frawley nope okay. and before that it was terry ruskowski do you have the year that francis was captain on there yeah let me see um yeah so lemieux was captain from he became captain at some point during the seven, the 87, 88 uh, season. And he was captain all the way until the end of the 94 season. Then Ron Francis was captain 94, 95. Oh, it wasn't then, late nineties. Okay. Then it will, but then it was Lemieux again, 95, <laughs> six and 96, seven. And then it was Ron Francis again, 97, oh. 98. Okay. I was right. <laughs> and then it was Yager from 98 to 01. Damn, I did not realize Yager was, was captain, captain for three years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He and will the he, hell. And then There's Lemieux three. was captain for four more years from 01 to 06, basically. Yeah. Well, Yager, there's three lockout, years. But... Yager was a fucking beast because there he didn't have to share the ice or touches with anybody. He just right, had to truck the entire game. So yeah. He was also captain of the Rangers. Yeah. What the hell? I don't and see him as a two, captain at 2006, I think he was the captain of the Rangers. That team was nasty. They were. And he was the, never I, the captain of the Flyers, right? When he like no, they, I don't but he think might, so. Did he have an A, maybe? I think he had uh, an A with the Caps. He might have. He might that, have. That year that Joe Thornton and Chichu ran the league on fire, I think it was right after the first lockout. I'm pretty sure Yager had like 100 and something points on the Rangers. Yeah. Chichu had 50 that year, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Shooter. And, and right, well, good like, trivia. Good yeah, trivia. That went yeah. down a dark hole. Sorry, <laughs> everybody. But yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. If you guys don't have any final notes, we'll wrap it up here. Nothing. All good. It's lizard time. Wow. Okay, then. All right, everybody. Thanks for the love and support as always. And without further ado, class dismissed.